Welcome to The Kindness Project, the podcast designed to share stories of kindness and share how kindness can make positive change in our world, one small act at a time. On this episode of The Kindness Project, world's greatest detectives, Poirot, and we have part two of our interview with Marcus Tomlinson. Welcome to The Kindness Project. (laughs) Oh, that was very... Formidable, actually. I mm. think the best word for that is formidable. I am joined by um, uh, somebody who I can't... The youngest member of the Agatha Christie fan club, it's Charlotte Dames. <laughs> you love a bit of Agatha Christie, don't yeah, you? Yeah, and I'm joined by the man who lives to grab opportunity by its tail. It's Chris <laughs> Dames. Tao. I was struggling this morning. <laughs> Yeah, I'm joined by a girl who can't f- think of any decent intros anymore. It's it's no. Charlotte. Dines. After the first fifty, I'm I just mean, kind of. I mean, we've been doing this. We've interviewed thirty odd people. We've been doing this and talking about positivity and quite a lot of nonsense. Um, so this week, this week, I got, are we going to go straight into question of the podcast? Oh, Yep. So this week, question of the week is. Who is the world's greatest detective? Agatha Christie. Agatha Christie wasn't a detective, was she? No, Agatha Christie, Sherlock Holmes. Okay, Sherlock Holmes, so not an Agatha Christie, not Poirot, not Miss Marple. Poirot wasn't that clever. I just, I like his character and I like the way Agatha Christie writes over the way that Conan Doyle writes. Also, the only Conan Doyle books I own are like huge flipping books. Uh, so, and they're whoppers. But, but Sherlock is still a better... Yeah, he's still a better detective. Right, okay. But I think Poirot's just a nicer person. Okay. Like, he's a decent human being and Sherlock Holmes... Sherlock's a bit of a sociopath, yeah, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So who would you pick? Who's the nicest detective and who's the best detective? I think... I don't think Poirot is necessarily a nice detective. He's just a more decent human being okay. than Sherlock. Okay. Um... And Sherlock's not necessarily a... Oh, he's a bad person. He's a bad person because he just kind of... He disregards other people other than, like, John. But, you know... Yeah, so so we're... It's, it's definitely between Poirot and Sherlock. You're not including anybody else in that. No, I haven't, you... I haven't read any Marples because I haven't been able to get my hands on any. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I feel like... My favourite actor, Christie, isn't even one that's got a detective in it. No, and then they went on. That is an amazing book, by the way. And the, and the detective only comes in in the last chapter when they're trying to figure out how all of them died and they, they just think it's all a... That is, that is probably my best Agatha Christie. I haven't read that many Agatha Christie's, but I, my favourite one is definitely... I an like one the I'm. murder of Roger Ackroyd because yeah. the ending... Can we... Um, we'll, we'll let our audience decide who is the world's greatest detective because I'm sure that our audience have got a few comments on that. But can we just... Because I'm, I'm trying really hard to get your catchphrase into um, into every single show. <laughs> 20 years in a shovel. Um, tw- in a show. So can I ask you a question? I'll qu- tell you, but you have to give me 20 years in a shovel. Um, can I ask you a, cu- a few questions and then you just answer however you feel appropriate? Uh, you're locked in jail, but you're an innocent person. 20 years in a shovel. How would you get out? Can, <laughs> I, can I ask the question first? Can please, I ask the question? please, not guilty. And if they lock me up anyway, give me 20 years in a shovel. All right, okay, fine. Um, you're in McDonald's. What uh what what item would you add to the menu? A shovel. <laughs> Twenty years and a shovel. Twenty year matured <laughs> shovel. How long does it take to build the Eiffel Tower? Twenty years and a shovel. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, you have to pick the shovel apart um, and use all the bolts to. What's what's your mum's nickname? So use the shovel. Rose, Rose. Um, <laughs> let me let me let me let me think. Where would you live ideally? Twenty years in a shovel. <laughs> Twenty years in a shovel, and I'll get there. Um, what uh, you went to a fortune teller recently? What did she say to you? Twenty years in a shovel. I did actually. Yeah. Well, no, uh, fortune teller, but I had my card ready to say. Oh no, you didn't, <laughs> did you? Please tell me you didn't. Did. You know it's all nonsense, didn't yeah. you? Yeah. Who read your cards? <laughs> Who read your? I can't believe you read your card. Who read your cards? This is the first time I'm hearing this. Why? Why are you telling me this on Facebook Live, live on a podcast? Who read your cards? Oh, thank you. <laughs> Who read your cards? Right. 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 I told you last week that I was two percent Scottish, right? I, I shared that information with you. So what no, I mean, I've shared the information that I have my cards read. What did the cards say? Um. You're the two of hearts. <laughs> no, um... You don't want to tell me is what no, you're I saying. No, I can't remember. Right. Who, who read your cards? Why? Was it somebody at school? Yeah. Was it another school 15-year-old who said, I tell you what, I'm going to read your... I'm going to tell you what your future is by banging out some cards. Was it a normal pack of flame cards or was it no, tarot? No, it was tarot cards. Tarot. Tarot yeah. Cards. So, what tarot cards did you get? Um, the I think there was some ones, some queen, and there was a queen. Some ones. She was just using a normal pack of cards. No, no. Yeah. No, ones. Um, ones. I think you got a five of ones, I think. Five of ones. Yeah. What does that tell you about your life? I don't know. Yeah. It was just a picture of some nonsense. men carrying some sticks. Tarot. Honestly. <laughs> Do you want to go and see a face healer next? Do what? What uh, other sort I'll, of? I'll just I'll just meditate and use face masks. Me- meditate and use face. But but I, I, I do not let do not let well you look do what you want, but please do not take anything that somebody who's read your cards says seriously. I bet she said you're gonna have forty seven kids or no. something, didn't she? <laughs> no. You know what, right? Russell, um, the esteemed editor of this show, once um, went and. Um, uh, went to a fortune teller now you know how i feel about fortune tellers i'm a bit of an evidence guy i know mm-hmm. i like evidence to be the basic I, 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 no disrespect to anybody who believes what they want to believe but i like to see the evidence mm. okay and russell went to a fortune teller who and russell's a big fella okay um russell went to a fortune teller who said I get the feeling that your ankles hurt, right? And and I looked at him when he told me this. I went, Russ, you're 22 stone. Of course your ankles hurt. <laughs> I mean, I mean, genuinely, how much of a fortune teller do you need to be to say you're a big bloke? Your legs might might hurt every now and again. I just I just don't know. I just don't know. So so please don't go and see a fortune teller, or if you do, do it as a laugh. Don't take it too too seriously. Um, so uh, world's greatest detective. That fortune teller clearly wasn't the world's greatest detective, was she? Because wouldn't have taken her too much to work that out. No, no, no. 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 She was a decent detective though. She did figure out. <laughs>
World's greatest detective. How can we get in touch with us? Um, you do it this time. So you can get in touch with us on Twitter at holla eight uh, eight no eight at holla kindness uh, h o l a kindness. You can get in touch with us on Facebook on www.facebook.com forward slash the kindness project you can get in touch with us on the email holla at the kindnessproject.co.uk um and we've got we never mentioned this or we haven't mentioned it for a long time we've got personal twitter accounts haven't we oh yeah yeah we have so i'm at chris dames c-h-r-i-s-d-a-e-m-s and you're at uh Charlotte J Dames. Uh, Charlotte's easy to spell. J is very, very easy to spell. Uh, uh, it's just a J. It's not G. <laughs> Whatever nonsense is <laughs> out there. Uh, and Dames D A E M S. And if you're a fortune teller or a mystic of any uh, any persuasion, please don't get in touch because we don't. We definitely don't want to. <laughs> we definitely don't want to speak to you. Um, uh, so. Shall we get on with the show? Yes. Now we've got the second part of the interview with Marcus Tomlinson. Yes. Marcus talks about mindset quite a lot and talks about how we can be better to other people and therefore better for our own mental health. Mm, So quite an interesting subject. Would you like to listen to the second part of the interview? And she went, no, is the kindest, nicest bloke I've ever met in my life. And then you look at that and go... We've got this wrong because the perception of success is is having the right suit or having. I do like your suit, by the way. It's Thank amazing. I've, I've added a dress today, <laughs> to be honest. I'm wearing a jumper and a shirt. Um, <laughs> and, and and there's nothing wrong with taking pride in your appearance, but assuming that that's the most important stuff, as opposed to the sort of person you are and how you treat other people, is completely different. And we know this intrinsically, don't we? Because you speak to people and go. Why do you love the people you love? And uh, uh, I've never heard because they wear lovely shirts. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's under like, a bar. Yeah. You might say something smart, but that's not top. That, that might yeah. be yeah, yeah. And whenever I, same as you, I ask people to go through what's important, what they've really yeah. done you. Uh, it, it, it is about the way that people treat other people. Great. That's the number yeah, yeah. one thing is, is to see someone do I they're nice to to read. 
reset. And when, in terms of your habits, when do you do that? Is it first thing in the morning? Is it the best times for most people are as soon as you've woken up, okay, and before you go to bed, and, and a sneaky one mid afternoon, okay. But the reality is, most people can't find the time to do that or, or choose not to. Yeah, I, I, I don't do it all the time myself. Yeah, yeah. I, which I'm sure I do more than most. And the reason those times you think, oh, I've just had a night's sleep, I'm going to get up and then kind of do a bit of meditation. What's that about? It's a different process. Okay. It's a focus of clarity. Because when we're asleep, we still don't know why we sleep as human beings. It's, it's counterintuitive. Um, but anyway, that's for another day. What happens when you meditate, if you have a focus to, you know, it's not clearing your mind, because that second someone says to me, clear your mind, I think of everything. So we use guided meditation that takes you to a place that you feel calm, comfortable. Yeah. And then you just maybe tense and relax, or you focus on something specific and just do some really good breathing. Okay. And take it all down. And if you do it once a day, brilliant. If you can't find 20 minutes in a day, you're, you're talking nonsense. I'm sorry, but yeah. who you are, yeah. you can. You're just choosing not to. Yeah, yeah. The amount that will give you, if you can do it three times a day, your health will change within seven days. Okay. I've, okay. I've never had anyone who doesn't feel better better in, in so many ways because your brain gets clear. It's like restarting computers. Yeah, it really yeah. is. Uh, and so morning and night is ideal. If, if nothing else, do it at weekends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Make it part of your routine. So. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I love that. And I, I, I'm, a, I, I'm, a, I'm a bit of a fan of stoicism. So I read a book a few years ago called The Obstacle is the Way. Yeah. Um, which was was an amazing book and changed my, my mindset on a lot of things and <laughs> helped me understand that actually I can influence a lot of stuff, uh, but the only things I can actually control is how I think, how I feel, and what I do. They're the only three things I've, I've got I've got power over. Um, it's often easier to do that, and it t- took me a long time to get that thought process. Um, uh, in, in my own head and re- reminding myself every day. And I, 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 now I, I, I've got a little book of um, stoic teachings that I read every now and again. I've got it in my bag now and I just pick up a little, a, li- a little sort of stoic saying every now and again just to remind me. But how can you help somebody influence uh, and focus on what they can actually control and influence the most as opposed to the stuff that most people worry about, which is the elements that they can't control. Um, I think the most helpful thing is to run a little program that, that, that interjects, so it's almost like a, your, your virus, antivirus, yeah. anti-malware, yeah, yeah. computer. I do a lot of computer analogies because it works for me. Yeah. And so the second something unhelpful starts to kick in, you'll get a little thing that pops up and says, whoa, yeah. you know, this, this is dodgy. So we, if we start putting those in our brains as well, to first of all, Take a step back, as you said, and say, if I can't control it, what's the point of me getting involved? If I'm not going to partake to change a thing, yeah. um, you know, we can talk about everything from the politics and the state of the nation to what somebody, you know, is, is how someone's treating me at home, is to just take that moment and say, how can I process this in a way which is helpful rather than unhelpful? Yeah. And so it's, it's, it's tied into the respond, don't react. Yeah, yeah. Is this, someone's just said something to me, uh, great one is, somebody cuts you up on the road. 
you know, you're driving home, and our natural instinct is to, well, oh, you know, do it, how dare you, that's outrageous, and then you maybe even get home, or to the pub, or wherever, and you yeah. go, you'll never believe what this person did to me, and you, you know, you're running this whole angst, and it's a complete nonsense. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. the second, and I say that because I, I was a road rage, was one of my biggest, okay. worst things years Okay. Um, I mean, I'm really bad. So, running the programme says, hang on a minute, what are you doing? Just the second I, I've said it so many times, I've, I've put this programme in there, the second I still go to the actor, whoa, what are you doing? This person doesn't know you exist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's going on in their world? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They absolutely might have, they might be rushing to save a life, or they might have yeah. the worst mood. Yeah. And, and, and just ease back a bit, what is your anger, your engagement of something that's not really going to happen now what are you going to do about it now let's move that into everyday situations first of all don't buy newspapers yeah agreed absolutely do not I I suggest anyone we work with anyone in general is newspapers are designed to wind you up yeah yeah yeah. one purpose is is to sell advertising and tell you untruths yeah I I did a little mini interview the other day about my my grand said to me and I was remembered now, the only thing newspapers are good for is wrapping up fish and chips. <laughs> because you will be, you know, you'll see the headline of the newspaper you may least agree with is there to wind you up. Yeah, yeah. If you see a headline, if you're going to take action to that, if you're going to lobby your MP or go and lobby for yeah. something, brilliant. Yeah, you're if making you're positive change, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. If you're not, which yeah. is probably 99% of the stuff that you read, yeah. Just strike it. So yeah. Get it out of there. And the same with the news. The same with negative people. Yeah. yeah, yeah. People come into your life. You've yeah. always got a reason to. Oh, you know, I'll tell you this. This is wrong. You don't do that. You never guess what Sunzo did. Yeah, yeah. And all of a sudden, well, you're taking that on board. And then just run the program. And say, yeah. is this adding value to my life? Yeah. Is this something I need to engage with? Well, if it's out of my control, let it yeah. blow up. I, 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 I still buy the newspaper, but I only buy one paper a week, and it's normally the I. Um, and the I have got this on Saturday where they are, uh, and take a look at this Saturday, I'm hoping they do it, because they, they typically do it every Saturday, where the news on the front page is normally pretty positive. So it's like, uh, we've made progress in cancer research, or we've done this, and I like that approach. There's, a, there's another, she, she's on my list to interview this year and we haven't reached out to her yet, so I might be doing it through the, through the interview. But there's a lady who um, runs a newspaper that's just about positive news. Um, but the challenge she's got is actually, it's not particularly commercial and, and that old model is sells more. Um, and that might, be, that might be a challenge. I think yeah. it will be because there is this thing within human nature where we think we need gossip. Yeah, yeah. Because we, we want diversion. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So, for example, the reason, you know, many people drink too much, smoke too much, take recreational drugs, watch too, you know, far too much TV, because... They don't want to think about their own lives, yeah. Yeah, because they have lots of challenges in our lives. You almost use that as a diversion tactic. Yeah, it's distraction, isn't yeah, it? It's yeah. Whereas if you can decide, hey, I want to plan my life, I can have whatever life I want, I'm going to um, make, make some positive actions first, uh, and, 
and it's not just just for everyone listening. You think, oh, you know, think positive thoughts that will be lovely. It's not no. No. They, that's that's nonsense. You've got to take the action, haven't you? You've got to take action as well. But the, the, the journey starts by having a plan of who you really want to be and what your life's going to be about. Yeah. Then when you found something that you want, you'll engage with it. Yeah. Yeah. And you'll start to take positive actions that will then add to uh, that process. So the cutting out newspapers, I, I um, it was brilliant for in terms of education. When I was 14, we were asked to buy six newspapers and find uh, three stories that were covered in all the newspapers and discuss. And we were outraged as kind of 14 years because they were all telling different versions yeah. of the same thing. Yeah, yeah. Different perspectives. Yeah. Understand politics or, or bias. Yeah. And, I don't know. Um, <laughs> but it was just stunning. And, and every five years, I find I, th- I, th- I think that's the other challenge, and again, and again one of the things that I, I think is, is a bit dangerous. I, I, I agree with you about the driving thing, by the way. I think we're all heroes of our own story. So everybody in the world has got their particular perspective on life for any particular reason, and they think they're right. Um, and it's when you realise that 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 person who's just cut you off has got his own worries, concerns, challenges, yeah. aspirations, hopes and dreams, you realise, well, actually, you know, most people haven't done that on purpose. Most people have just done it because they're just, they're just busy. But the, the interesting thing is, we are becoming, as a society, more polarised. And, and media plays a part in that, right? Because, because actually you buy... A, the mail or whatever, whatever paper you want it's telling you the story that confirms your already potentially life limiting beliefs yeah. um, you kind of want to be right yeah, yeah. Want, um, you know I'm not talking about Brexit but most people I've ever spoken to nobody wants the truth yeah. they want to be right people, people yeah. just want their version yeah. they want the facts that confirm yeah. but then and the false facts that are being given what I've seen and read in papers. So I was lucky enough by accident to sit on uh, two sorts of committees. This is before the vote. Okay. And one was pro Brexit and one was anti Brexit. And because I didn't understand it, I still don't, what I did, I went and sat at the first one, I wrote down a load of stuff, and I took the next one and said, Tell me this is wrong. Okay. And then I took those. We're back. Yeah. We're back. So I just played one off against the other. It's interesting. I yeah. Mean, the truth I found out was uh, people only wanted their version of the truth. They, they wanted to look, it's a bit like the internet. Yeah. Go and find yeah. out to support the information about yeah. whatever it is you really want. Now, that, that part of that's human nature, and I'm not going to be a hypocrite, I do the same sometimes. Yeah, yeah of course you do. Of course you do. What I'm aware of, though, is that the only thing I can control is my, my brain and my Yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do I have any real control over how I respond to what's going on? Is up to me. So whenever I feel myself going, oh, I can't believe this, and that's outrageous, I have to run that program. Yeah, yeah. Let my little thing kick in. So, so, I, 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 and again, we'll get back to the we'll get back to the interview questions in a minute. But I'm really enjoying this this conversation. I I think part of um, leadership is being having the humility to say I don't know, um, uh, and potentially nobody knows. We're all sort of we're all 
half making it up as we're going along with the limited amount of knowledge, but hopefully trying to expand that knowledge. Do you think political leadership is different, or do you think that uh, politicians would benefit sometimes? Because one of my small frustrations is just saying, if you don't know, just say you don't know. I don't think there's anyone in the country who would say that they really know you or or, or believe or trust politicians of any sort. I'm kind of apolitical. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for, for all sorts of reasons, because I, I, I don't trust in the institution of, uh, of this country at the moment, because, as you rightly said, one, no one has the balls to answer a question, or, yep. or the tenacity yeah. to answer a question, because they might have to admit they're wrong. Yeah, and yeah. At some point, that they are wrong so many times, because everything is learning. Yeah, yeah. Every situation is, you know, here's, here's a bunch of facts, therefore I base my opinion on facts then some other facts then the facts change. change yeah therefore at that point in time yeah. you, i everyone was wrong yeah so the fact that politicians have been allowed politicians and, and, and newspapers uh, are, are allowed for some reason we accept that they lie to us and that that's where things have went wrong yeah and yeah i don't understand so the politician that stands up and goes do you know what I'm based on the information at the time. I was completely wrong. I should never have done that. I've changed my mind. I've changed my mind. Yeah. I, I don't think there's anyone go. Well, yeah. the, the media would. You see, this is where the media have, have been so vociferous that anyone, while they're, they're good and doing well, and the media like them, it's great. The second they do one little thing, uh, the media is all over. Yeah, them. yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, I. I I'll, I'll tell you something, I'll, this is how I change my mind. Diane Abbott, I don't know much about her, I've seen her interviews, and I said, my takeaway is, wow, this is a lady I've struggled to have confidence in. She seems not to have the facts, she seems a little bit confused. Yep. Yeah. Uh, she, uh, I'm not sure she represents the best of what I believe a politician should have. Okay. And then there's a load of information come up about what she's done in the last 30 years for politics. Huge amounts. Yeah. And I'm thinking, well, I didn't know that. Yeah, this. yeah. Yeah, I've not seen the good stuff. Yeah, yeah. I've not seen that. I'm assuming it's all true. I've not yeah. verified it, but I'm, I'm reading stuff. So, so this is a, this a classic example of someone who the media has portrayed most far. Most people would say that this is a person who, who can't, who isn't, who shouldn't. When actually, there's there's, there's hundreds of more examples. Yeah. Where they have, they can, and they should. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and yeah. it's that we make these snapshot decisions. Why yeah. the media? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, I don't know. I don't understand. Yeah. Why, more importantly, why do we accept it? Yeah. Now, what does it happen to it's, it's an interesting one. One, one, I haven't got the answer for. Might be a bit more complex. Yeah, to, uh, yeah it might be for another day. So, um, you talked about the storyboard mindset. Yes. And how important the stories we tell ourselves. And what can we do to change those stories? I know you said immediately train it, but does that go through a process of, of change? Yeah. Yeah, I think what's helpful is first of all decide what it is you want to be. Yeah. Work out kind of what winning is like, and whilst there might be a super individual of winning, what's the journey? Because yeah. the journey is as much as not more fun. Yeah, great. Uh, Progress, not perfection, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And, you know, who you were at 15 is not often who you are at 20, yeah. 25, 30. Yeah. So it's always a, it's a changing piece uh, and a changing motivation and, and you know, uh, 
way of being. But if you have a story that's negative, that is telling you why you can't, why you shouldn't, why you're not able, then change it, rewrite yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, the first stage of that is saying, well, hang on, what, what do I want it to look like? Uh, and what's fascinating is whenever I, I, I do coaching and, and ask people to tell me what was good about the thing, they'll invariably give me one or two good points and then instantly, without being asked, yeah. it's a negative. Yeah, yeah. And that's because we are fundamentally programmed, as I said earlier, to look at the fear, yeah. can't, what can go wrong. We, we've done a little thing in our business that, that works really well. We call it wins of the week. So uh, Brooke from my office has got to go round to all of all of uh, our team and no negativity, just tell me what went well last week. And then when we get to the, to the end of the month, the first thing we talk about at our team meeting is all of the... And it might be tiny steps, it might be big steps, it might, but all of the positive steps we've, we've, um, we've taken that month. And it changes the framework of the meeting because it turns into a bit, something a bit more constructive because we're focused on that positivity that's occurred within that, within that last month. It's, uh, it's a pretty good way of starting a, starting a day. It's fabulous, it's focusing. I, I get people to write out a, a list of achievements that they're proud of. Yeah. And, and that varies. It can be, I got up this morning. Yeah, it can yeah, yeah. Amazing. If you're coming to do something really challenging, um, uh, you know, say, so somebody who's been an alcoholic or, or, or a drug user who, you know, spends 24 hours without having to Yeah, yeah. Or, or a mum who's struggling to get her children to school on time because yeah. she's so tired from working hard yeah, yeah. the previous day, then the win is a week of getting to school on time. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then write that down as achievement. What would go, you know, progress That's isn't it progress. yeah now there might be life achievements so so focusing on the things that are the wins and then remembering how you felt at those times and making that part of your new story yeah at the other end of the scale and for most of us it's really hard to get this as a guy who i met who was failing because he was earning under 10 million pounds a year right Right, right. Now, most of you go, I'd love to have his challenge, and that's the way to think about it. Yeah, Absolutely. yeah, yeah. Challenge. But the reason he, because he'd been earning quite a bit more than that, his peer group and what he was doing were all kind of earning about that. Yeah. He dropped below it, and I can promise you his angst, his, his feeling of, 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 of uh, low self esteem was as equally genuine as somebody who's not completing their tasks on time. Job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was as powerful yeah. and important to that person. Yeah. And, and that's kind of the upscaling journey. And yeah. I sort of say to some people, you know, let's create some tax problems. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's create the fact that you're paying far too much tax. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's create the fact that you are, um, you know, people are telling you you're wonderful too often the time and you're getting really embarrassed about it. So yeah. it doesn't matter where you are on that scale, it's, it's acknowledging the wins. And if you're not certain of, of what's happening next, give write yeah. that story. It's, fa- it's funny you should say that because we um, we we got our corporation tax and income tax bill through uh, uh, in December, so we paid by the end of the year. And uh, Cassie just looked at it, looked up, and went, "Can we not bother next year?" <laughs> I don't think the HMRC are going to have some of that, but um, it'd be quite nice just to go. Yeah, we've opted out this year. Uh, we're, we're homeschooling the kids. I'm not going to get ill. Um, I said, "No, I, darling, I don't. I don't think we're going to be doing that." So, help me. Uh, tell me a bit of a story about where you've worked with somebody and the progress they've made by being a bit kinder to themselves. It's funny when you, you, you kind of 
kind of shared this question with me a while ago. Which, which, which ones do I take? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I've tried to pick two or three which are, um, are, are, are some of the most helpful. The first one is a lady, uh, I'm going to call her Hattie James. Okay. Are you going to use carry on, um, carry on pseudonyms <laughs> for, for everybody? Oh, oh, that's a shame. I was, I was looking for, for Charles Haltry to come up next. <laughs> the reason I've Yeah, uh, yeah. But uh, she was a, a very voluptuous, very, very lady with a lot of presence. Yeah, yeah. And it reminded me somewhere of Matty Jackson. How we met was somebody said um, she, was, she was not happy in a job. Okay. Fed up with that, see, everything's wrong with it. And somebody had introduced me uh, to me before I was going to give a little talk. And she said, apparently you can sort me out. Um, I'm sick of my work, my job, and I'm going to hell with things. Um, tell me what to do. I said, well, yeah. I said, uh, you know, I'm not cancer or anything like that, but I, uh, I've got this to do, but I'll give you a minute to tell me the situation. Yeah. Well, uh, I hate everyone at work, they're, they're unhelpful, I don't like my office, I don't like my job, I'm completely demotivated, there's nothing about anything that's going on I like. I thought, right, okay, let's solve that in 10 seconds. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and then we've got two minutes. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I said, okay, well, let's talk, talk to me about it. Um, there's nothing you like about your job at all. Okay. First thing first, do you get paid? Yes, I get paid. Do you, do you like getting paid? Yeah, I like getting paid. You paid well, poorly, badly, should actually, you know, I'm quite good. bad. Yeah. I'm probably on, on above average. I said, well, number one, you get Positive. paid. Positive, well. yeah. Look at that. What about the holidays? Do you get the work all the time, never have holidays, or do you get holidays? I get really good holidays. I actually get a week more than most of my friends. Okay. I went, okay, that's number two. Uh, I said, well, what about where you work, the environment? Is it nice? Is it awful? Is it dingy? Oh, sure, no, it's really quite lovely. I've got plants in the office, I've got this, that. Yeah. I said, well, that's three things. I said, hang on a minute. Grab a bit of paper, start making a list, and, and you know, about everything you don't like, but everything you do like, and change it round. See how you get on, give me a call. Now, I had to be at this place again, and uh, I mean, it was about four weeks went by, and um, I was about to give another talk, she came bounding up to me, and said, Marcus, Marcus. She said, well, I did what you said, and you'll never believe how much everyone at work has changed. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. I had a meeting mysteriously with something I heard on this very subject. Yeah. And she said, that was brilliant. She said that everyone's being so much nicer. It's perception, isn't it? Yeah. perception. She yeah. She genuinely changed her whole attitude to yeah. how everything was, and that sometimes is enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't have to go through some sort of epiphany. It's yeah. just going, I'll change that instantly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she was one of my, my favourite wins. Um, another one was uh, practical from, again, it's perception. I was working with a lady called Karen, uh, Karen Bernard. Um, and we, we actually do some work together now. And she was wanting to grow a business from a uh, certain amount of turnover, about 200 to 250. She okay. had a very small team. And she was limiting beliefs. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. We, we live on positive referrals. And for some reason, her and her partner were really, uh, business partner, really resistant to this. Okay. Uh, and we had to reframe initially why she felt it was like, oh, you don't go and ask for business, or I'm not, can't go and ask my clients for that. Anyway, for every week, I'd say to her, 
This is powerful, so I'm trying to reframe it for her and put it away. And after about a month, eventually I, I found the key to her at least trying it. So it's great. About three or four days into the week, and uh, I won't use the words she used, we had a very direct conversation. She rang me and went, you so-and-so. Why didn't you get me to do this before? <laughs> I said, well, I've been trying for weeks. She went, yeah, you should have tried harder. I said, well, what's happened? She went, picked up two new clients this week, 53 business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One week. Yeah. So she hit her target for growth in the year. Just, it was a purely perception thing. Yeah. And, and, and that happens so often. Yeah. If we reframe what we're doing, um, it helps. And one of the simplest and easiest, uh, I call this guy Bob the Builder, Again, I couldn't get hold of him in time for day today. But there, there was last year. It was unusual for me to work with a trade, and I, I worked with a only worked with one, three people, on, three three builders. And, and this guy was he was a bit negative. He was known when they'd meet up in the in the cafe or wherever it was. To have a bit of a moan. Yeah. Yeah. People do. Yeah. Oh, share problem hard and all that. It's not true, but that's for another day. Uh, anyway, so we talked about how he could reframe that. How would he like to be? What would he want to be? And look like. He said, "Well, you know, how long do I have to wait to do this? Sometimes now. Yeah, yeah. From this next second, there was no. You don't have to go through any hoops or do it. If you choose to look at all the positive stuff and portray yourself out as positive. Yeah, yeah. And a couple of the guys who referred him to me, uh, round and I'm seeing them about three or four weeks later. And they go, "What have you done to him? He's a different bloke." Yeah. But you keep on doing it, you keep revisiting, you keep repeating it. Yeah, yeah. And you get back to you become this new version. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, and so ho- hopefully that's helpful. You no, that's the way to make change. And a lot of a lot of the people we talk to, there's a great book by a guy called Dr. David Hamilton, who uh, who we've spoken on the, to on the podcast before, and um, is uh, is well known in the UK as Dr. Kindness. And his argument is by being kinder to other people, you're being kinder to yourself. So kindness is super selfish <laughs> because by helping people other out, by finding ways to work together, actually the uh, we are conditioned to, as a society, work together, and therefore, therefore, being good to other people is being good to yourself. What are your thoughts around that? Massively so. Yeah. I think have a balance because some people spend so much time being good to other people they forget themselves. Yeah, agreed with that. Yeah. So this is not about being selfish; it's about look after yourself first. Yeah. Be healthy. Be kind to yourself. Be yeah. wonderful to yourself. Then you've got the energy. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. I mean, one of the things Charlotte and I talk about is, you know, the advice they give you on planes, where they say put your gas mask on first because then you're you've got the ability to help other people. Yeah. yeah. So, so make that the, the first part of, of helping other people because if you don't, if you're not there for other people mm. who you need to help or want to help, yeah. then it, the, the wheels completely. Yeah, 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 yeah. So then when you've done that, it, it's it, we touched on this at the beginning. You know, the, the, the material gifts in life can be fun and entertaining and wonderful to have as part of you, and that's yeah. okay. However, what really, for most people, makes us sing and feel that we've, we've made a difference is when people say, thank you, yeah. you helped me change, or you did that for me, thank you for being there for me. And that can be just listening. Yeah. Just when somebody 
has a, a need or, or help or saying, but I don't even started with, I don't know how I can help. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell me, what is what can I do? Yeah. What's stopping when you see someone in distress? Yeah. Just taking a moment to to share some kind words that someone actually thinks something of them. Yeah, right. To yeah. when your partner is really angry, when your children are really angry. There's a great book I read called The Sixty Minute Father and there's a okay. sixty minute mother and there's a sixty minute nerd thing. Um, and it, it, it said that when your children are saying, Dad, what's this, what's that? And your instinct is because you've had a hard day and you've been busy to go, oh, just go and watch telly or sit down or oh, too busy, go and do something else. Yeah. If you just take a deep breath and think, hang on a minute, yeah. Either I really want to tell you all about that, I need to spend five minutes on this thing and then I'm going to come and talk to you and make sure you do. Yeah, yeah. Stop for that minute and say, because it's a so and so, I'm running and this is why that's yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you yeah. know what? They go. Yeah, they yeah. Go yeah, yeah. But the real payoff is when they're maybe 13, 14, 15 and they really need to listen to you, they might just take that time. Yeah, yeah. It's about so and so, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So, so, so the kindness to, to other people is it, I, I'm a massive believer in karma. Yeah. I believe in paying it forward. Yeah. And so when you go out of the way to return something, to do something, to do the right thing, yeah. Yeah. that is. Ultimately, you be kind to yourself as well. I agree. I agree. To other people. So, I agree. So we're gonna we're gonna conclude the interview now. And what we normally do is conclude the interview with um, some of the questions we ask on the podcast. Because each week we have a non-kindness-related question that we ask our audience, and they just throw loads of really interesting stuff to us so so we'll uh, we'll do a bit of a quick fire round in terms of in terms of um in terms of the questions we normally ask if you could be any character from one of your favorite books who would you choose okay see i think i think i'm a bit like tigger I, I think I, I think if I was picking someone from Winnie the Pooh, I'd be a bit like Tigger. Well, uh, most people would probably say I'm like Tigger. <laughs> but it just, and the reason I say it is that somebody's been doing some really good cartoons recently uh, about Winnie the Poohisms, which have been brought into the modern time. Okay. And it's that wonderful philosophy. It just, just sort of is almost like a, a Dalai Lama figure. Yeah, yeah. And it's about just looking for the positive in life completely and making sure that what you focus on is all the good. So it just, for some reason, yeah. those images Love it, love it. What's, uh, what's the most inspiring movie you've ever seen? It's a challenging one, because for I have many. Yeah. Um, fortunately, everyone talks about technical <laughs> life, which, which I just loved. Yeah. I watched that because of Red Dwarf. Um, I, I think, that and, and to some reasons the old black and white ones, things like Casablanca, yep. which have a, so many nuances of the possibilities of humanity and how we treat each other, okay. uh, is, is incredible. Um, I am ashamed to say, and I've got friends who who, who keep on saying, but you need to watch it. I've never seen it's wonderful life all the way through, and I don't. I don't think I've seen Casablanca all the way through as well, so well, I need to, I need to get some of those in my life. I, I, yeah, I think it's it, it's about what they're very you know in some ways it's a wonderful life. It's incredibly overrated and, and um, maybe you know 
this, this the story is about a guy who never moves on. Well, what I love about the messages in those is it's often about the story. Yeah. It's not about the effects or the rest of it. It's about yeah. saying yeah. it's the look of humanity. The, 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 there's so many others I probably haven't allowed. Yeah. What, and this was one of our best answered questions ever, who's your favourite Muppet? Animal's the best. Yeah. I mean, it's clear. I'm an extra. I, you, know, you know what, animal, I used to, I used to, um, I, I've never been a musician. One of my things on my list is learning to play piano. So I will be, hopefully, in over the next few years. But I used to, um, I used to work in a lot of bars. And there was a late, there was a there was a band called Helen and Her Music, and Helen was on drums, and she looked like Animal and drummed like Animal too. She was amazing. Um, uh, Still got kids because it's quite out of its time now. Yeah. You just walk into anyone and just go. I know, I know. I know. Well, the Muppets is back now, isn't it? Because the Muppets is like. Yeah, art oh, is amazing. Uh, the 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 last one had Ricky Gervais in as the as the as the bad guy, um, and it's as funny as ever. The guys who wrote who write the music, or the guy who wrote the music for the two latest Muppets uh, films, is the guy from Flight of the Concords. Um, so that it's just this weird sense of humour that just like oh, it's just brilliant. What's your favourite work of art? Stuff. Okay. I, uh, it's, it's, it's dramatic and scary. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm not known for that, but funny enough, I was, I was thinking about last night about um, what would I put more of yeah. in the bio. Okay, yeah, yeah. He's looking at a piece of art in a museum. I can't remember what it was, I'm afraid. Yeah. But yeah, it'd have to be a really powerful, strong, yeah. No, I really like that. What's the best piece of advice you've ever had? <laughs> um, I'm laughing because I, I did a little blog with someone the other day, and it was my, my grand's advice she gave to me years ago. One was the about the fish and chips and what have you. Yeah. But the final one, um, if I can use this word, it's not too too strong. Do it. That's how she said it. It was don't let the bastards grind you down. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and the truth, what she meant by that was. You think what's to rise above everything. Yeah. You know, yeah. It's, it's, it's not for you to take on the opinions yeah. of the doubts and yeah. the naysayers and the negative people. Yeah. Rise above it and shine for who you are. Oh, I love it. Love it. I, um, you can have a little bit of a mild square up of the guy in this project. We certainly allow that. But I've just got to tell you, we had a, a guy, a guy from uh, a guy called Gary who runs a charity called uh, Product of a Postcode, and he works with disadvantaged kids in the East End sharing his own life experiences about how he got into trouble and went through crime and, and what to do to uh, potentially um, potentially um, avoid making some of the mistakes that um, he did. And he's a, he's, a, he's, a, he's, a, he's a guy in his 50s, from Bow, loves a bit of a square up. Russell, my editor, I think he broke his bleep machine <laughs> trying to trying to make sure that it was uh, it was for the podcast. But it was an, it was an amazing amazing interview. Uh, and uh, just on that, uh, yeah. I was watching some show me a video yesterday about a guy called uh, Gary Manachek, yeah, big sort of inspirational yeah. uh, guy in, in the states. I'm just looking at him, and, and he swears like a trooper. He does. He yeah, he loves to swear. That is who I am. Yeah, it's authentic, and, uh, isn't it? All of those are, and sometimes I'm. 
yeah. want to. Uh, and, and you think, well, yeah, if, if that's how you, yeah. how you are and how most you, you, you know, You know what? But, but part, like, part, a lot of our, our conversation today was about that perception and reality. Yeah. And actually, I think authenticity is important to be happy. Because yeah. if you can go and experience life and you can put your head on the pillow and go, no, I didn't pretend today. Yeah. That's a really important factor. Absolutely. What's your favourite piece of trivia? Um, one that's changed. A tomato is a fruit, not a vegetable. Yeah. Okay, we all know that. Um, and of course, the follow-on from that is you know, wisdom. Uh, knowledge is knowing that wisdom is not put in a fruit salad. Yeah, yeah. It's now a vegetable again yeah, because it's been reclassified by the American government under tax laws. I didn't know that. So, so that that is a really good piece of trivia. Um, my my favourite one, and again, we got loads of uh, we got we got we got loads for that particular week. My favourite one was um, who was the first person to use an ATM machine in the UK? Oh, I heard this recently, and I can't remember. It was, uh, and again, our younger listeners won't know who this is. It was Reg Farney from On the Buses. Wow. That's a good <laughs> I love that. Um, and the last one, if you had a uh, superpower and you were a superhero, what would your superpower be and what would your superhero name be? Uh, the superpower would be one that I have in my sleep. Okay. I can fly. I know how to fly in my sleep. Okay. Um, and it's the weirdest thing. I, I fly in my dreams all the time. Okay. And it frustrates the life out of me that what I do in my dreams doesn't work. It's, it's yeah. incredible. And, and uh, so it's a bit of a self-absorbed one, but you can be anywhere. And, you know, yeah. Very green. No, I, I like it. Yeah, yeah. You haven't got to worry about any flight tax. Uh, my, my Superman name. We have this spoof band name. Okay. Which came from a friend of mine called Steve. Where we go out this big Vulcan and Quiffs of Steel. <laughs> I have no idea why. Yeah. Um, but there you go. Vic Vulcan, I like it. Vulcan. It's more of a super villain name, though, Vulcan, isn't it? Vic Vulcan. That's a bit of a Vulcan. Live with it. Yeah, exactly. Is that a rebel, like rebel superhero? Yeah. I like it. A rebel with a cool. And Marcus, where can people find out a little bit more about you? So our website is themindsetrevolution.co.uk. So that is the word the. Yeah. So, uh, you don't need to put the www. So T H E first mindset revolution. Co.uk, you know, get in touch, talk to us. You know, we're, we're growing up, looking for help, want to put more events on to to help people have limit, uh, remove limiting beliefs, and be less stressed and smile more often. Cool. We need it now more than ever. So please visit our website, get in touch. Happy to have a chat. Amazing. Thank you, mate. Really appreciate it. I appreciate you inviting me. Thanks for having me on. Thanks. Cool. So that was the second part of Marcus's interview. What did you think? Interesting. Cool. Okay. So, um... Tis the end! It is truly the end. And uh, last week's uh, question in the podcast was, if you had the chance to dress up as someone on World Book Day, who would you be? Now, Sophie, uh, your sister and my daughter, did get the chance to dress up on World Book Day, didn't she? Yes, she was the cat in the hat. She was the cat in the hat. Um, and I wouldn't mind dressing up as the cat in the hat. I think the cat in the hat is a very good thing to dress up as. But 
we had a few answers. Mike Christie, who actually dressed up as the Cat in the Hat for World Book Day, didn't want to dress up as the Cat in the Hat. Apparently, he needed, he wanted to dress up as Jesus. <laughs> what book was he in? Oh yeah. <laughs> Was he in a book, Jesus? Was he in a, was he in a book? Oh, yeah, it was the Bible. It was the Bible, yeah. It was, it, it was, it was a decent Next to be telling me you want to dress up as God. He, he was a good bloke, Jesus. Uh, Jesus, uh, Mike dressed up as Jesus because he needs a miracle in his life, apparently. <laughs> um, I wouldn't mind some of Jesus's miracles. Turning water into wine would be a good one. Um, Couldn't do it backwards. Turn wine in a, into water. Yeah. Don't think it's cost effective, that one, to be honest. I'm pretty sure by the bottle, wine is more expensive than water. So turning wine into water probably wouldn't be something that I'd want to do. Walking on water, amazing. Wait, do wait. that. Uh, where's Wally? Oh, that's Sam Wybrass. Sam Wybrass. <laughs> <laughs> You've just said, where's Wally? Sam Wybrow wanted to, would like to dress up as... Where's Wally? So I could hide away. Now this is the confusing thing about Where's Wally. You and I have dressed up as Where's Wally because we did that oh, charity yeah. run um, where there was a hundred Where's Wallys running through Victoria Park in Hackney. Do you remember that? Yeah, I remember that. But what what's always confused me about Where's Wally is uh, I know that Wally's difficult to find in in the books, but a, typically a bloke in a red and white stripy jumper. A bobolat, red and white, and glasses wouldn't be that difficult to find, would really. he? Bright blue jeans. Exactly, exactly. Okay. He could have picked if he wanted to be really inconspicuous. He should have picked a better outfit. He, could have, he, um, he should have just picked a grey hoodie and some nice black yeah, jeans. Yes, yeah. maybe, maybe that's the modern day version of where's Woolly? Where's Woolly? <laughs> Where's who? Uh, where's Wally? <laughs> Wally, I said. Wally. Um, Lorraine, Lorraine Ann said, Peter Pan, I could fly away. <laughs> One day I'll fly away. Uh, Heidi Ball said, Mr. Tickle, that'd be great. I'd love to be Mr. Tickle, wouldn't you? Not for dress up, dressing up as World Book Day, just in real life, because I could then do that quite a lot. <laughs> that is the weirdest reaction to a tickle I've ever I've ever seen. John Cook said, Lord Ezreal from His Dark Materials. I haven't read that one yet, Don't I, tell me who that is. I haven't, I haven't read that one yet. With Sparky dressed as my snow leopard, leopard or Crowley from Good Omens. And then um, uh, Alam Ahmed said... Howard Marks, because I simply love the man. Humbleness, broad sense of thinking, and he's uh, he, he was labelled as Mr. Nice. you know how Howard Marks is? No. He, he was actually a drug dealer who who wrote a autobiography about his exploits. Um, he did... <laughs> He, he didn't. He didn't really write an autobiography, darling. He wrote. He wrote like a manifesto, didn't he? So, so is that how we're going to end this episode of the Kindness Project? Yeah. Can we end it not on Hitler, but on your um, uh, your new catchphrase? Twenty years in the shovel. I'll add it like out of jail in nine months. Yeah, twenty. Had <laughs> that illegal jail? Twenty years in the shovel. No, he he, uh, he got his sentence from fifteen years. To Is this the history project or the kindness project? So, um, actually, let's end the show in this way because I can't end it talking about Hitler. So oh, let's yes, end the show. In the, let's end the show. What's the kindest thing you've seen or done this week? It's been a long, hard week. <laughs> <laughs> you know what the solution to that is. 
20 years in the shovel. Throwing um, myself in a hole. <laughs> um, uh, no, I'll tell, you, I'll tell you one the thing that's been the kindest thing this week for me. Uh, I got to interview a guy from St. Francis Hospice, a bloke called Andy. And we're going to have the uh, interview on the Kindness Project coming up. Just a heads up, it's a tearjerker. He actually made me cry with some of the stories. The work they do at St. Francis Hospice is incredible. It's absolutely incredible. So what's the kindest thing you've seen this week? I don't know. Okay, next week, can you have something to come with that's a bit kind? I'll try. Thanks. On that note, listeners and Facebook livers, we'll see you next time.